Hello, world. This is uh, the Based Podcast. I'm Carson. <laughs> and I'm Nick. And we are making it up as we go. Mm-hmm. Everything's made up. Points don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Drew Carey. Cleveland. Shout so uh, Cleveland. we appreciate you even uh, checking this out as we uh, navigate this. this mm-hmm. These low frequency waters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you have an opinion on how we should uh, present ourselves, let us know. We want to make this kind of a community uh absolutely i threw in our instagram bio what is the the greatest podcast ever to be hosted by nick and carson i felt like that was kind of hilarious there's a lot of bass podcasts out there but this is definitely the greatest one to be hosted by nick and also carson oh absolutely i mean this is the top for me i mean right up there yeah anyways let's uh let's get into it let's get into some things so uh what have you been into lately? Tone, live shows, who are you looking at that you're like, ooh, that's cool, that's cool. Yeah, um, I like this band called Idols a lot. Totally. Idols. Metal. Uh, Not metal. I don't know what you would call them. Uh, maybe like some some subset of hardcore. Yeah, but it's like, it's yeah, it's punk, it's hardcore. Yeah, it's English. Uh, very. Aggressive. Yeah. Great, great music, great message, great songs. Um, I got to, they came to Newport, Kentucky. We are based uh, in Kentucky, so it was kind of weird that this English band that I've been listening to for a while has shown up in Newport. So obviously, I had to go. Um, pretty full room, which was super cool, and they were they were really nice. Um, kind of talking about they had no idea what to expect showing up. It's you know to me it seemed like a date that they were probably filling between two cities that they actually wanted to be at, which I can understand. Nothing wrong with that. Stopping. Uh, it's a suburb of Cincinnati. It's not like a random Kentucky. Yeah, it's, Cincinnati's it's, this weird like. It's right on the beast yeah, of like three yeah. separate s- cities, and it's a whole thing. Uh, maybe we'll talk about Cincinnati later on a on a on a future podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Let's I hate talk about Cincinnati. Geography. I hate Cincinnati so much. It's pretty rusty and terrible. I'm just kidding. No, lots I, of rain. Like Go uh, Whatever. I feel like I never travel well on the way there. Okay. Anyway, maybe we should say this. But uh, Idols was there. Uh, the bassist Adam uh, Devonshire. De- His last name starts with a D. I think. Um, sick, sick bassist was very nice. I doubt he would ever see this. But if he does see this, he shook my hand. I I I got to say two words to him, which so cool. Which I think those words were, um, uh, "I'm a big fan of your playing," and I've never gotten to hear a high watt amp in person. Really, no high watt yeah. guitar, no high high watt nope. bass. I'm a big fan of the Killers. They played high watts. Um, my understanding of a high watt could be completely wrong. I think it's like adjacent to Marshall, but you know, them being an English band, it's a lot more prevalent there. Absolutely. Just like you get, you know, Ashdown and, and Marshall and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I've never gotten to hear high watt. He always runs a high watt and then a fender rig next to it. I think usually the high watt is what's mic'd, but they could be doing like a, like a blend DI situation. Sure, sure. So two simultaneous rigs. Yeah. That's sweet. And being in cool. front of that, oh my gosh, this dude's got amazing, super clear tone, uh, jazz bass, 
with a pick and just like the coolest stage presence, the coolest sound. It was awesome. Yeah, I've gotten to list a little bit of the studio stuff and watched. Uh, I, I watched like a live. It's from the yeah. basement, some basement oh, somewhere. Yeah. yeah, live from the basement, and the tone is monstrous. The parts are like he's just like a freight train of a bass player, and I, I'll totally give him that. I haven't seen him live. I'm not like that into them, but I can definitely respect it. Man, it was like one of the best shows I've ever seen. It was so good, and I feel like I'm going to say that phrase a lot. I've seen a lot of good shows lately. That was awesome. It was aggressive. Right on. It was. The the lighting rig was super cool. It was a cool room. The mix was good uh, for them. So yeah, solid. Nice. Really inspired so my sick. playing. Went and did Americana Fest uh, last week. And I was just kind of riding high because it's cool seeing a bass player that inspires you like that. Absolutely. Are Not you going to buy a jazz bass now? Man, I'd love to buy a jazz bass. I don't bass. think you own one, do you? I don't. Uh, a jazz bass. Me neither, actually. I got rid of mine so quick. I kind of hated it. You it had was a 70, 70s style. It was a 75 reissue, and it okay. was a, I'm sure, in theory, a great bass. Not for me. You just, just didn't jive with it. It did not work. Uh, Too at, bright? or No, it really just didn't feel like it had enough like roundness, low-end gut, and punch to it. But that was oh. also complete operator error. And then I just sold it and bought a Rickenbacker. So, and I don't regret it at all. <laughs> I don't regret I it at all. I one of all of these. That yeah, absolutely. I'll buy another jazz bass here soon. I've actually been considering it a lot, especially like a five string would be really cool. Yep. Um, but it's going to take a pointed effort to get that thing in my actual playing rotation. I'm. Yeah. We're both, I think, solidly in this P and PJ territory, like firmly so it's it's kind of hard to bust out of that but yes yeah maybe one day one of us will own a jazz bass i would love we'll a jazz see. bass um it's funny we're on a bass podcast and we don't own the bass <laughs> well we uh, a lot of people say we do own the bass yeah, but we don't right. own the other bass yeah the other bass or i don't know maybe they'd say the bass is a hoffner oh who's they beatles fanatics it's the bass. i love the beatles sure i do too yeah it's great the jazz bass thing, I think it's hard to find an affordable, what I would consider affordable right now, us still being professionals at this, but like yeah. money doesn't grow on trees. No. The jazz, the five string jazz bass thing, they get that neck so wide. That string spacing is monstrous. I hate it. Fair. Sure. Mo- like. Yeah. Most of the Fender ones are really, really big. I think the newer Fender ones are a little tighter. Um, I think they're offering it in that like middle yeah. kind of width. I'm just the yeah. gospel guys like it super, super big. It's not my thing. Um, which you know, I I'm on the extreme because my Yamaha BB5000. It's like my understanding is it's the first uh, production. Five string bass. It's not the first five string bass. It's the first mass produced five string bass. Right on. Is my understanding. Yeah. So all you really had was a bunch of guitar necks and a bunch of four string necks. So they took their widest four string neck and they put five strings on it. So my bass is like probably too tight. Like the string spacing is abnormally tight You're at the right. nut. And that's definitely going to get yeah. you used to that tight spacing right so like going to anything else feels huge honestly even playing a four string feels huge (laughs) which is probably going to work against me 
one day. Fair enough. Because yeah. you know, do you not play four string at all in your sets anymore? It's all five. It's that. It's the Yamaha. Yeah. So it's the Yamaha. Uh, and we could talk about this too about PJ bass situations, but I've never had a bass that I actually go between pickups. Like that's a guitar player thing. You use, you know, different arrangements of pickups or do different things. For me, it's always been like, just turn the volume up. If I'm play, I played a jazz bass for a long time, you know, get it full blast and just go. Sure. Yeah. But I play bass for Abby Hamilton. Um, and so we're traveling a bit and I have a lot of songs I record on a four string P bass. And then a lot of newer songs. I really, I've had my Yamaha or I like more of an articulate tone. So in the set now, instead of bringing two basses, uh, which is something you do, I guess I'm living dangerously that I'm only bringing one bass. Um, but I'll, I'll go back and forth. So I get a jazz bass ish, bright articulate two pickup sound. And then when we go do like a more of a classic country song where it's like, duh, 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 all that, I'll go straight P and it's really cool. It's really, I mean, yeah, it's super versatile. So you play two basses. I do. I do. I've got an active Lakeland that I use for a lot of this. Like I play for like, a, um, play for a more modern country guy. Um, so a lot of the stuff we do a lot of like, honestly, like a lot of this nineties feel, um, and the P is great for that. And that's what I would say. I play most to set on, but honestly, sometimes it ends up being about 50, 50, um, just depending, depending on the time slot. If we're on an opening slot or a headline slot, just sort of depends on how the cards fall. Five string Lakeland, five string Lakeland active, active. It's the 5502. It's the skyline series, which bang for buck is just wonderful. They're sick. They're awesome. Um, yeah, so I use that for a lot of the stuff that has like the 808s and like the, I mean, it's like percussion loops and like, yeah, yeah it's just its own thing and it needs just something like deep that I can like really control. So I've been doing a lot of that, but then I use a P bass for as much as I can. And honestly, I've been just considering what it would look like to just have pretty much two P basses or a five jazz, um, something a little more like dead uh, or even just a jazz with just an active passive switch that I could just get it going um, and really kind of doll it out. On your five string, do you ever, do you just leave it up the middle, like both pickups on? Uh, I actually play it a lot, but I grew up a guitar player, so I, I, I totally switch it up. You switch it a lot? Yeah, between, awesome. between like the P pickup, well, I guess it would be like the neck the jazz, neck yeah. the neck jazz. What I'm going for is like a P sound as close as I could get in that set. But then I'll go between that and then just the middle position. Um, pretty yeah. largely, but I, I totally do switch it. If, if I'm stuck in that set, if I can, I'll switch back to the other base. But if, if there's just not an allowance in time or just depending on what it looks like, um, then I will, you know, do whatever I need to do. Yeah. I've never been, this is not a shot at you. I've never been in a privileged position to be switching bases a lot. All right. Two, two bases is not like a lot. Um, but you know, you get guys on the road that have a lot of basses or like a different bass ever song. And I always imagine myself being like, oh, that's dumb. Like, I would never do that. I feel at home on one bass, which, which is true. But as I've noticed, you know, I got that, uh, I've got a vintage, uh, BC rich Japanese bass, um, that's a double P bass. And and even if I'm just on the P pickup of that one and it sounds amazing, 
I've noticed that even just the the weird body style and the neck through versus uh what whatever the other one is, bolt on, I play different on that. Absolutely. So yes. like it responds to you differently. I mean, yeah. that, that thing is like, it's a beast of a neck. It's just like this, it's its own thing. I've gotten to play it a bunch and it, it is rock and roll to the core. Yeah. It really is. And it brings something out of you and you're playing. Totally. Yeah. So if, if the song came out of that bass because of what it does to me mentally, then like, it's actually really cool. Like that's a, sure, that's, that's yeah. a cool thing. No doubt. Someone like a uh, Le- famous bass player, Leland Sklar, he says, like, if I need a five string for the set, I'm playing a five string the whole time, um, which has typically been my mindset. But um, interesting. I'm kind of warming up to that it. That is interesting. I just think I have the wrong five string for the whole set. I think that's the issue. And it could tr- be. truthfully, what I'm seeing more of in my circuit than anything else is just drop tuned basses. It's wow. literally people will just do the whole set down and then they'll drop the it step. even. Yeah, or a half step, like whatever. It just really depends on what the set needs. Um, and honestly, it's got me thinking in some dangerous ways of what it would look like if I just bought one of those drop D pedals. Pedals? Yeah, dude. I saw we had this or guitar. Like tuners. Play. No, no, no. The drum, not the hip shot. Nah, none of that. I mean, like, whatever. I'm sure that's cool. But they've got this like the Digitech whammy drop D pedal. What? And it's dude, it's it's like feels gimmicky to even say that I'm interested in this. Absolutely. But like we had a we had a filling guitar player this weekend, and he used that. Uh, we had a song that's like kind of this A flat deal, and he was like, "I'd rather do the G shape." So he just like dropped it, and I was like, "That's amazing!" All right, and it sounded good. Okay, or would he raised it? Whatever he he changed the pitch from standard, and with I the pedal. had literally no idea. Amazing. I had no clue. I don't know if it would track well uh, with yeah. a bass. I don't know if it's going to remain uh, keep the integrity of the bass. I genuinely don't know. I think maybe if you put it early enough in your chain, it could potentially come out in the wash, mm. like the digital differences. Again, I'm sorry to even say it, but <laughs> when I only need that low C once or twice, I'm like, true. and I don't touch the low B, honestly. Really at all, unless we're on a smacking PA. Like I'm talking like only in the middle of the summer at a festival or on some like weirdly large opening thing that we're doing or whatever. Like I I really don't, I mean, dude, the amount of times I'm playing in a hockey tongue and none of the speakers match at all. I mean, it's just like, I I don't, I hardly touch that. Um, So it just, it just depends. It depends on how it happens. I don't know. Yeah, I don't use my B string very much at all either. Um, I've really yeah. thought about moving a couple of my fours to B E A D and not having the top string on there. I mean, the uh, G back string. to this before I forget it uh, the whole capo situation. We're kind of waking up still. So, oh. yeah, no, he it, it would have raised his pitch for him. But okay. it's it's so cool to think about like Basically, you know, like we do some stuff that's like in E flat. So even if I were to open Uh myself up to like basically playing the song in E, but I drop it all a half step. So it's, it's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh gosh. Now I'm just doubting myself. I feel like an idiot. I can't mentally work this all out. I can't mentally work (laughs) in an alternate tuning. I can't do it. Yeah. I mean, I can't, if I know that I'm doing it, I, I would want to heavily plan on it. 
But uh, I mean, we've even got this thing that's in like super low G minor, and I'm like, that's what I need the song for. I need the five for the most. For for a C. I need that. Oh yeah, that super low stuff. I mean, like whatever I can hang on to, I'll take. And I'm just, I find myself wanting these like lower notes. Mm. Yeah, I can see that, and it's. I don't know. I just have to go back. Like I mentally cannot. I would be a terrible guitar player. Like I can't work in alternate tunings. I can't do the capo thing. It freaks my brain out so bad. So probably another reason I, I grab a five string a, a lot or like, I guess I have this recurring nightmare that I have, you know, a specifically tuned bass for a song off stage. Someone hands it to me or I grab it and I go to play the song. I know because I've learned it in a certain, you know, area of the neck and it's not tuned right. And then I, then I have no idea how to play the song I've been hired to play because my bass isn't in the right tuning. Sure. Sure. But you know, I don't know, man. I just always think about like, what's the easiest way to do this and still keep basically get what I need to and still keep the integrity of like the way I feel comfortable playing. And honestly, I feel comfortable on a four. Like I love the sound of the four. I love the feel of the four. That's how I came up playing. I just, I don't know. Like it does something about a five and and it goes back to our early conversation. It brings out something different in my playing. Mm -hmm. Like even like these runs that I'll kind of take down low and like really snake them down. And I just don't have that kind of vibe on a four. Like Mm -hmm. you just, just unlocks a different part of your playing right yep. so i don't know yeah i don't know i probably i don't know what i'll do i don't know what i'll do about that pedal i just it just gets you thinking like there's so many options there's so many roads to get to where you're trying to go that at a certain point you've just got to try a couple and decide what you do and don't like and that feels like one i'm gonna try i mean yeah well might as well or even if it's a function on a helix or a kemper even just to add like a you know a tuned down function i mean it just depends yeah it just depends yeah okay so i think this is what this podcast is mostly going to be i have a bad feeling that it that it is yeah <laughs> like it's going to be us riffing and us maybe saying some complete BS. And we're going to have to fix it in the next episode. Right. So I'm going to sit down. I'm I'm already mad that my brain can't process just like basically a, like a tuned down situation and I can't figure it out. So I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to come back next time with it all just scripted and written down and being like, this is exactly what it is. That's on me Uh, for just completely blanking on it. Right. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. I guess a big, a big thing is that like, I feel like too many people maybe in the music business at large, not like bass playing per se, but, and, and on the internet in general, like people are not willing to admit when they're wrong. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we are not the authority at all. It's pretty obvious. Like it's pretty, (laughs) like, look at me. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. I'm just learning as we go. Uh, he actually teaches me about gear pretty much anytime we see each other. I'm just like, not in the clouds with gear like that. I'll, I will literally live on the same pedal board for years. Things will break and it will get like jerry rigged and I'll still uh, be like, it's totally fine. It works. And I'll work around buzzes for years. And like, oh yeah, you got to hook <laughs> that cable into this. And I'm like, I'm just used to it. You know, I'm, I just get cool with it because 
I, I don't know why, but I then he's the opposite. like you, though. That is, that is probably a great middle ground that we could find together. <laughs> where that's I was, what this podcast Yeah, maybe that's, that's the goal. That's what our friendship is. <laughs> maybe that's the goal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm the kind of, like, I, I think about gear too much. I try to get gear too much. Uh, I'm always interested in what someone's doing or how they're manipulating something. Um, but I'm also, like, I doubt myself. Like, there are multiple pedals that I've purchased multiple times and regret selling and will probably purchase again. I'm one of those culprits of his where he's bought it. He'd sold it to me and then he bought it back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's Um, like, wait a second. Do you still have that? And I'm like, yeah, I still got it. He's like, (laughs) all right, let's uh, just bring it on over later. (laughs) Uh, I recently sold an EBS valve drive and I plugged it in when the guy was coming over because it, you know, it's tube. Uh, but it hasn't been plugged in in a minute. So I'm like going through it, making sure it's still cool. And I just sat there like thinking, I really hope this guy doesn't come over and buy this pedal right now. That he's so you on the saw way your get. own death sentence. Yeah. And you're like, I've done it again. Yeah. <laughs> I've I done was, it again. I was in too deep. Dude, I can't say the last pedal I sold on Reverb. And if I did, it was probably an accident. And I did. <laughs> I actually got banned on Reverb because of that. Because I, I think. I had sold no. I had sold something, and then it tried to pull uh, the fee like a month later, and then my bank account had changed, and then I got back on oh. literally years later, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you're probably gonna need to get some new gear." It's been about four years, and Reverb was like, "Dog, you cannot log into this. Like, oh you've got to pay us our five dollars or whatever. Give us our money." Yeah, and I was like, "I don't even know what I did," but they were just trying to pay an old bank account. I had switched banks or whatever in the three years in the middle, and just got locked out and i was like cool y'all run your business get your five bucks that's on yeah. me that's that's on me i knew the terms and conditions <laughs> you know i know yeah i definitely read that entire document <laughs> yeah I, I knew the terms and conditions i, yeah. I get it that's on i me. read i agreed to it i checked it i checked sure. the mark yeah and then i certifying that dude you want to talk about some reverb garbage i sold this tremolo pedal like it's just the green boss like tr2 whatever okay. it is i don't remember the specific number but it's a tr I think it's a two. So I sold it, have it up, and somebody buys it from Australia. And oh, I no. had the international shipping no. turn on. I, I'm, Come on. I don't know if you guys are as dumb as I am, but then I literally ended up like losing money on this pedal because it was, yeah. I want to say, $45 in yeah. shipping. It was horrid. And I was like, and you're just sitting there like, well... I agree to the terms and conditions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I've done this I to myself. I said that I'm willing to do this. I did it to myself, and now yeah. I, I, dude, I hardly use reverb anymore. Really, I, I mean, I, I bought a DBX 160A before they kind of pumped back up. I, I'm Same. kind of on a rack situation right now, and everybody was like throwing away all their rack gear basically, and he's benefited from it too. He bought. Would you buy that tuner for? Oh, I got a rack tutor for twenty five bucks. Twenty five dollars. It's awesome. like they're literally paying you to take it. Rack but, is not in vogue anymore. No. And I love it. Well, it's working out for me because yeah. I'm doing a rack, dude. We actually got to talk about this. Uh, so I was looking to revamp to a back to a paddleboard, which is so funny because I'm like literally wish wash about it always. I'm constantly Done like, that. do I want to be on totally. the board? Do I want to be in the rack? Uh, and I uh, went to potentially look at switching back to this rack or back to the board. And sure has decided to stop selling the GLXD wireless and the country scene is all about wireless. And I go back, I got to look at this and 
they don't sell it anymore. And I'm like, the only place I can buy this is reverb. So I'm like, oh goodness, here we go. I'm going to get back on reverb. They're, uh, they, Sennheiser and Sure, I, there may be something I'm missing. I haven't done like a ton of research on this. Again, not a gear person. But when I've been researching it, I found out the only way that you can buy a floor, like a, like a real tour grade. Uh, I mean, obviously you can buy like the little uh, line six guy that like just sure. plugs in and it's like almost battery powered, like plugs it like a cigarette lighter. Which I, I've had good luck with those. Sure. I've also had one die. I'm not taking my chances. Uh, and I love my GLXD system a ton, uh, that's rack mounted, but I'm like, okay, well, I've got all these packs. I might as well just buy the GLXD floor mount. They don't make it. So I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm hoping that this is what happens when they're developing a new floor mounted situation because I have yeah. a ton of buddies that are on the specific sure. And you guys know what I'm talking about. The, the one with the tuner built into it, got yep. a mute pedal. And it's like, that's exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. really out of that pedal. That's exactly yeah. what I'm looking for. But I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do switching to this wireless. I mean, you almost, a buddy of mine always said, uh, and I'll always give my, my friend Randy credit. He is, he gives me a ton of help on, I'm both of us a ton of help on a Same. lot of this gear. So yeah. I stole pretty much my entire tone, uh, carbon copy from him. So it's fine, whatever. I'll admit it and I'll admit it forever. But uh, he was literally like, and I, he and I were talking and we were like, would it be great to have a pedal board with like a one to two rack unit yes. below it? It yes. seems like it would be too chunky on stage, but that's exactly what I need. I, I truthfully don't even need real, like it's not a guitar player. I'm not a guitar player. I'm not trying to like play this dancing game. I don't need serious access to all these boards, but to be able to have a wireless and a power conditioner, come on, man. That would change everything. And I, 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 again, I don't know what this form factor would even really look like. Or maybe you build it into the backside and the slope is such to where you could fit, like, you know, whatever you need on the front side or, or and with like a, a, something that would cover it or whatever. I don't yeah. know what it even looks like, but some way to integrate a rack and a pedal together. There was, when I went down this rabbit hole... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's, he was, was on this two years ago when he was on a rack situation that looked just <laughs> like mine, and I actually bought his old Demeter from him, and yeah. then he was well, like... Which I stole it from Randy, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, uh, but you were looking, literally, how can I do the hybrid yes. rack pedal situation? SKB made something, or made, like early 2000s, or, or something like that, and it's, it's monstrous, and I wanted one really yeah. bad, and... The ones you can get are either trashed or price gouged. And it's like, it's hard to rationalize if this rack case breaks, I might not be able to have my base set up the way I want to. Like, that's. Yeah. Yeah. For a rack, like, that's a lot of emotional. uh, Absolutely. Attachment to a rack case. Absolutely. I mean, but it'd be awesome. Absolutely. I mean, I even think about like, that's what the edges looks like. It's like these drawers built into a rack. Yeah, I'm like, right, but this right. guy's wheeling in like this monstrous unit. I'm like, mm-hmm. and we, you know, I'm out of a, tra- like we toured a trailer with a trailer. Um, so I can, I could build a base like rack cube and it would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, if I'm taking that thing home, I need a buddy and a truck. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, good luck. It's, it's just not. It's not a multi-use thing. It's like, this is meant for the road. It will stay on the road. The end. But yeah. again, then I go back to this whole rabbit hole of like, do I want to do all this work and build up this monstrous rack for a tone I don't even change? True. I, I at this point, am sending a dirty and a clean, or I'm just dialing in my dirty and mm-hmm. leaving it. The whole set won't touch it. 
I'm like, at what point are you really overkilling? Over one tone. I mean, the fact that we have a bass podcast is the point that we're... (laughs) Yes. So, in a way that uh, you as the viewer get to take part in our sickness. Uh, So bad. Down with the sickness, if you... (laughs) Sorry, uh, I apologize for excellence. You know, oh, thank you. Yeah, um, this will be this will expose a lot of my bias. Um, I have a huge bias towards pedals that have weird power requirements, pedals that are class A. Um, I love the Noble yeah. preamp. Um, I'm not saying it's perfect or the like. It, I just love it. Great form factor. Um, I want to have it all, <laughs> meaning that like I want a crazy class a whatever on a pedal board at my feet. And it seems like lately places are getting like more hip to that. Um, but it's like, I want to find the compressor that's studio grade, but in a pedal, I had the big Cali for a long time. I've moved on from that, even though it was great. Um, but it it just wasn't the same. It wasn't the same as 1176. Yeah. Uh, but the, the noble is, you know, the same quality as something like a ready, uh, like an a designs red DI, but the form factor is like, finally, finally I can have this level of tone in this big of a thing. Sure. And they make you pay for it. Yes. But it's and wait for it and wait for it. But you know, it's a labor of love. It's a hand wired thing. Blah, 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 blah. But like the fact that I get to plug a power cable into one end and then the other end, it powers the rest of my pedals. That's the kind of stuff I want to see and will always spend way too much money on to see if this next piece of gear is able to help, you know, get me closer to that class A or, you know, whatever situation where I don't feel like I'm I'm using a toy. And so when I do use pedals that feel like toys, it it part of that it's not like signal loss or anything really. It's you know, part of that glitchy, weird, like not super high quality thing is part of the character, like a boss OC, whatever. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quirks are part of its cool factor. So meanwhile, I'm like, how, how much more digital can I get? Like how, how small and digital can I be actually? Well, cause that's, you're that's moving the, to that's an Helix ish. Yeah. I'm looking at this a lot smaller setup. Again, I'm fighting with the, I, I play one tone and I'm just not picky like that. I always tell them it's so funny that I care so much about this all for me to go to a, like, it's like a wood lined honky tonk in the middle of some suburb of Florida for some guy that lives there to run sound through again, a mismatched PA. I mean, I'm putting so much effort into it just to be in the hands of like fate, some guy named Randy and Jesus Christ. And it's like, at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, as long as I'm getting somewhere close uh, to what I like at this point, I think this is the way I'm going. And you know, that will, that, as long as I get somewhere close, I think I'm really, really happy with it. And it's usable. Um, I'm able to juggle and maintain my, my gear, uh, transport it easy, fly with it easy. I think that's what I'm happy with. Yep. But I hope that changes back one day, right? Like I hope I can, you know, and when the PA becomes much more predictable and you've got a front of house that you trust and that travels with you and knows your tone and knows you, it changes again. But from where I am now, I'm like going for consistent, something that's usable, 
something that's easy, one signal. It's great. What you know? How good can I get it, and how easy can I make it for me at this point? So, yeah, and it'll change tomorrow. Absolutely, it but that's that's change. that's where I'm swaying now. You know, that's why I haven't had our friend Jonathan uh, wires pedal boards. That's why I haven't had him do mine again because I have yeah. them made, and then I change it in like a day. That's the fun. Yeah, I need to chance. have like a nice pedal board made with a with an area that is. We all know it's going to change. A little extra. So have this cables. extra yeah. area that we leave open for whatever, sure. whatever I feel like next. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is a fairly good introduction to whatever comes next. Just the chaos that that is our brain. Well, but it's the yeah. same chaos that's in your brain if you listen to base podcasts. So exactly. Here exactly. we are. We'll learn together. Yeah. We'll figure out. what we're going to change tomorrow regurgitating or testing crappy talk base uh advice about people who have never played something uh that have a really really strong opinion on it some dad with money you know what i'm saying (laughs) dads with money we all know that's what talk base is that would be a great band name or something dads with money money. cover band okay uh yeah, you know, in the future, I hope to interview some of the friends that we are yeah. meeting while we're on the road or totally. some people we look up to. Um, you know, I, I would love that to be a part of what we do. Uh, maybe maybe we do something separately. Maybe Nick does a podcast by himself. Maybe I do a podcast by myself. Yikes. Maybe, I don't know. We're just going to see how it goes, but... Um, we're really thankful for you checking it out. Absolutely. We hope Thanks. you'll stick around. And uh, a big part of this is is building a community. Like, we want to have we a rapport. Help. Yeah. We need help. And we're not just saying that to maybe, like, further ourselves. Like, it's just cool to have a community of like-minded people that want to share ideas. Um, and, and, and we wanted to go both ways. So, yeah. And we wanted to drop our egos in the process and be like, what do, what do you have to Say too, like, yeah. what, where can we get together? Right, that we're like, oh, I did not think of that. I'd love to not be uh like sold out to one company. Uh, you know that doesn't mean we we wouldn't take something or like review a pedal that's sent to us or like, but but I also don't want to be I mean, afraid. I, I, we wouldn't. Right, I you know, take it. Yeah, I mean, if you flushed like... it on me. <laughs> um, but I also don't want to be like afraid to just be like, man. This pedal sucks. It's not worth the money. This is not my bag. Like, so I, I want it to be a place like that. Um, or maybe you can trust our opinions, but to be honest, and in my own per- like I don't even always trust my opinion on gear. Absolutely. Because I buy a pedal multiple times. <laughs> so know that anyway, yeah. Uh come on this journey with us, especially now while we're, you know, this operation's pretty small right now. Um, any comment and stuff like we're looking, we want to respond. We want to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be friends on Instagram. Let's, let's catch up on here. Absolutely. Throw what you got. I mean, whatever you're playing right now or something we should check out, let us know. We'd love to get into it. Cause look, Sweetwater's got quite the return policy, so we'll buy it for 45 (laughs) days and ship it back. Uh, hopefully no one's listening to that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. See ya. See ya.